Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? I'm cold. You're cold? How can Iowa still be this cold in April? Oh, come on. <sighs> well, we, we just so everyone knows, we, this is a pre-recording because yep. planting season's coming up for me. This is so I was out there getting the tractor ready and stuff like that, so I'm warm. There you are in short sleeves, and yep. here I am in long sleeves and a coat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's how it goes sometimes. So we're a couple weeks past Easter, a couple Sundays past Easter at this point. Um, but uh, we sang in church for the Easter service. I think we sang this at both services. Like um, and uh, it's the song, He Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, or because he lives or no server is and savior is in okay. the world today and the chorus or it, or it gets to a point where it says you, you ask me how I know he lives and it's like okay yeah yeah let's see and it's like he lives within my heart and I'm not saying that I never feel Jesus in my heart or that he doesn't live in my heart because he does mm-hmm but if you ask me how I know he lives, that's, I don't think that's going to be my answer. Oh. What is yours? Well, I think it would be mine because as far as empirical evidence of the current knowledge that Jesus is alive and well is what he's doing in my life right now. That's a good point. I mean, the current transformations he's doing, the current transformations I've seen him do in my life in the past... So if I was looking for that kind of evidence that he's alive, I'd still go because I see him at, alive and at work today. Okay. Okay, I, I do like that. That does make a lot of sense because that is something where if someone were to ask me and kind of caught me off guard, that is exactly why like, I, I know it. I feel it. I've seen what he's done, you know? Um. But that's not going to be enough for a lot of people. Mm, that's true. And I just thought it'd be really kind of cool to go through the different um, um, historical kind of maybe dabbling in apologetics kind of stuff to look at the resurrection and what happened those days mm-hmm. at that day or in those days. Um, and I just wanted to, so like back at that time right so we, we have historical context yeah turn off your ringer there Don. i'm sorry that's okay apologize to everybody that yeah. don forgot to take his ringer yep off. yep um because i think one of the way, ways that i know how he lives and that how god wants us to answer that question sometimes you know well he's given us a whole big book of it mm-hmm. you know that's right in the gospels you know that's you know if we if he knew we didn't need it and all we needed to have was a feeling. That'd be one thing. Right, but a feeling isn't enough for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about this profile, those C peoples out there who want to have a calculated background. Sure. Uh, content, con, uh, the contemplative mindset. They want more, more empirical ed- evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Strobel did a major work yeah. on the case for Jesus. And, yeah. and it's really good. 
And it goes back and goes over what Josephus wrote. And mm-hmm. he was a historian that lived just not long after the time of Jesus. Right. And uh, recorded a great deal that is parallel mm-hmm. to our Gospels about what happened to Jesus yeah. Christ. And so here you have a historian, which could, should be biased as a right. Jew, right? Uh, recording this event yeah. of Jesus. Exactly. Which is very, very good evidence. Yeah, if you want to read a, a really interesting book, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, definitely Lee Stroll will be a good author to pick out. Definitely would. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was interesting, you know, in Romans, um, which is written... Like in, Paul has different, you know, writings, but the the Romans was like right after. They think somewhere around fifty. Yeah, the year it fifty. Was, it was pretty early. AD, yeah, right? Um, and uh, the writers kind of verify the legitimacy of of their convictions, their beliefs, um, which have been prophesied in Acts. You know, kind of saying, you know, you know, we're not drunk. You know, mm-hmm. we're not drunkards here. You know, we are saying this because of what we saw, what we believe, you know, and, um, you know, you killed him. Mm -hmm. We saw him get up and that's, that's that written account. And there's a lot of historians that come and, um, talk about, you know, they take different people, you know, different historical contacts, the critical scholars is what they call it, where they just look at the four gospels. You know, there's a little bit separating wheat from chaff, and they're fine. That's what they're supposed to do. Right. And I think they got it down to, like, four things that are, like, indisputable. Mm-hmm. They know four things. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you put beyond that the fact that there was, what, 3,000 people who saw yeah. the resurrected Jesus? Lots. And uh, Paul records that. So you have this evidence that he rose. Now, if it was a lie... And those 12 guys made it up. Okay, if you lied about something, would you put your life on the line for that lie? No, that's not how lies work. No. That's not. A, no. You can, you can see that But with if kids, you yeah. know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is exactly how things happened. And you would give your life for the truth. Exactly. Yeah. And even talk about how these shaky kind of you know, scared disciples of them who are always kind of like, but Jesus, you know, hold on. Let's, let's, you know, come on, man. Let's just think about, you know, shaky, spineless, and we could say as times. I think And then so. all of a sudden, they're willing to die for something. And how can that, if what they're saying is true, if what the Bible says is true, and those people live and did those things, we, there's no reason to lie about that. Right. All that's going to happen to you, you're going to get crucified, you're going to get burned, you're going to get dragged through the streets. Right. Well, that's not how okay. lies work. Yeah. Lies, you do, you know, I got kids. That's not how lies work. No. You do it if you want to get something you want to be treated better, to have a better outcome, not to be no. punished. No, and, and I think it verifies over the course of time, there's, there's uh, hundreds of martyrs yeah. who also experienced Christ in a very real way Beyond 70 AD, beyond the Christ yeah. event, beyond uh, his death and resurrection, and the, beyond the uh, testimony of the apostles, who were willing to put their lives on the line because of the experience they had of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, 
balkanizes yeah the fact that this is this is a real event this really happened and not only happened but is happening right i'll touch on the four things i wrote wrote them down the the critical scholar says there's four facts that they know for certain happened so these are primary sources from historical documents which would be kind of the four gospels and some parallel documents that are not the bible but um you know written like, by like um, josephus josephus yeah. exactly so they know that Jesus died on a Roman cross and was buried in a tomb. Um, the next one, I guess they say 99% certainty. There's a little bit of people, you know, there's not a ton of evidence, but it's rational that the tomb was empty that Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure where the 99% certainty is because like if, if that tomb's not empty, right? where is all this coming from? everything else doesn't make sense so um the third one is that people claim to see jesus lots of them mm-hmm. many not of just them. 12 exactly a whole bunch lots of them and then the fourth one is that people were new christians that day people believed so like the skeptic james and saul which saul was a um persecutor mm-hmm. what, was, right. what did he do he was well he was uh, he was a jewish of the class of pharisees right and he went out persecuting persecuting christians mm-hmm. so he was turned that day and then of course well, he, he was turned the day he saw jesus right right and that's in acts chapter nine i believe yep oh so but yeah that was a little bit was that how long after well it day? was after stephen's execution right because Stephen was executed for his beliefs and what he was saying Mm -hmm. and and uh, very prolific speech I mean if you want to look at salvation history how God has put this whole story together Stephen has a really good synopsis okay uh, in uh, his speech before the Pharisees and the Sadducees wait where did they where should people find that that's in Acts chapter a seven Acts chapter seven okay sure I'm sure we'll do better on this. Last week we had a a little kerfuffle. I don't did know if we? that's the right word. Couldn't find something that I right. referenced. I never did find it. It's in chapter 7, yeah, Acts okay. chapter 7. Okay. His speech before the Sanhedrin. Okay. So someone wants to look at that. Acts mm-hmm. chapter 7. That's a good one. Um, that's Heilsgeschichte. Salvation history. Thank you. I yeah. was going to say. German. Okay. No. Um, For anybody who knows they're German out there. Something that kind of spoke to me, I heard someone talk, and I'm sure you've heard it too, like how James was turned, right? Or how James then <laughs> believes because he's the brother, right? Henri brother didn't, it, yeah. And, yep. and we know from the Gospels that the brothers weren't really too happy on what Jesus was doing. Mm-hmm. In fact, there might be some evidence there that Mary was sort of wondering what Jesus was doing. Yeah. But by the time of his resurrection... We know they were in the upper room with the yeah. disciples. We know in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, they were there. Yeah. So something happened in their life, in their minds uh, mm-hmm. about Jesus by then. That's something, too, about kind of the legitimacy of the story is back at that time, because people say, oh, yeah, the uh, disciples stole the body or something, which and then lie about it doesn't make sense. But let's say those disciples stole the body and they're just trying to get people to believe that Jesus is the risen Savior. Why have women be the first people to see him? Why have the women say, we found the tomb empty? You know? Right. Because in that time, 
women would not be a good witness no. at a, in a courtroom exactly setting. they would not be believed not many would no. believe them so that part of there's a lot of things that just add up so well there i think but like i was saying about james is like it like i have a brother right he's my stepbrother but he's my mm -hmm. brother yeah he starts sings telling good. me oh sings beautiful yeah. i'm gonna put that video at the end of maybe i'll do it at the end cool. of this one or the end of the next one um of him singing um the video shot from the back of the church so it's kind of you know not a lot of visual stuff there, but I mean, awesome. Mm -hmm. He's a great singer. One of the songs that my grandpa used to sing uh, every Easter and awesome. Um, but if he told me that he was, you know, the savior, God's right. son. He had the beard for it, though. Okay. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does, too. Yeah, he's got a nice beard you for that. Yeah. take him at that face value? No. Really? No. You, no. I mean, and then he'd start be like, well, I look at... He starts healing blind people, and you'd be like, "That's cool. You know, that's, that's cool. That's really great, you know." And then you're still my brother, and walks I on know. water. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know where your shorts are stored. Yeah, uh -huh, that's yeah. okay. Whatever, you know. I I saw, you know, you growing up. We grew up together. You can't, mm -hmm. you know. And that's but why then, Jesus wasn't accepted in Nazareth, and he didn't wasn't able to do any powerful miracles in Nazareth because of that. What? Oh, because that's where he grew up. Because that's where he grew up, and they said, "Well." I, Wait a minute. That's Joseph's kid. Yeah, oh, that's Mary's kid. That's mm -hmm. James' brother. How can yeah. this be? I mean, really. Yep. And so that that familiarity, right, would get in the way of Jesus being impactful on the those closest to him. Yeah. But, but that then, changed. Yes, when they saw him. Yes. Rise from the dead. Yeah, that's that's where, you know, you put yourself in James's shoes like whoa. Okay. Wow, I was wrong. Right. Yeah. And then you have James's epistle. It's very pointed. It's it's probably well, we think James's epistle was the first one of the New Testament. Okay. First written document in the New Testament. And so you have James coming out with his written epistle right away and talking about this Jesus and the change and how we're to do our fellowship and mm -hmm. wow yeah if that's not evidence that a brother was a believer mm -hmm. and that jesus rose from the dead that i i don't know especially with james, james. yeah exactly yeah. yeah and that's that's the tough yeah that's the one where i was like that come on if he did if he really didn't believe or if he He's the brother, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah, you said, every reason to doubt. Exactly. Oh yeah, I have a friend who said, you know, that I talked to him a little bit about it. He doesn't. He's not necessarily a believer. He's like, oh, so someone told me that you know all the disciples were just tripping off of mushrooms. <laughs> I was like, okay, that that's interesting. He goes, never heard that. That, that could work. Like, but then how was the body like gone the next? They're like, well, because they're all tripping. I was like, do you know anything about? like going like having mushroom trips or whatever it is when you take mushrooms and hallucinate and uh we both are like, you know, no um never done that and i don't think everyone would just like be on the same page in those that time right the fact that all the details line up exactly just you don't get that many different stories no. that line up that way exactly right mm-hmm well do you have anything else that you want to add to it? I was thinking we'd make this one a little short if we could. Okay. Give some, give our audience some relief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
No, I, I think the fact that Jesus is alive, I just hope, I guess my prayer for our audience and everybody who's listening is that you've had that experience of Christ in your life, that you know what it's like to have a Savior, a Lord, uh, and you've had the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. We, we have a hard time living this life. Yeah. I, would, I don't know what my life would be like without having my Savior. Yeah, me either. Because uh, not only did he pay the price for my sin, but he's also my comfort and my joy day after day. It's yeah. the reason we get up in the morning. Exactly. So uh, I'd wish that for anybody who's, especially in these times where there's uncertainty and there's a lot of question and sometimes there's a great deal of fear. I, I think this is a time where we can embrace the Bible, go right to the word and, uh, and find Jesus. I like that. Uh, the certainty that we need, the certainty we can have with Jesus in uncertain times. Yeah. I think breathes a uh, fresh air mm -hmm. into the life. Hey, okay, I got an idea. Good idea. Let's okay. turn, let's, let's try this. Let's do a little bit of um, call to action discipleship kind of thing. So if you're listening, watching, something like that, mm -hmm. we need some fresh material, you guys. So why don't you if you can find someone say, Hey, you know, someone that maybe isn't a believer or something and say, you know, what, what questions do you have? Mm -hmm. You know, I know some people who run a, um, send them in. Yeah. And, and send them in to us. And that would be so cool. Cause yeah. we could use some fresh stuff. How I would mean, someone approach somebody that way? There's a lot. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be comfortable saying something like that to most people that I really, yeah, I would, you? Be, I would be fine with it, but, I imagine. um, well, I think one of the ways that you can initiate the conversation is, is there something I could pray for you? Okay. And then uh, you might have that conversation about who this Jesus is that we pray to, this God that we pray to, and bring those questions that they have to us. Because I know when I've done that in situations, uh, time to revive is where we were challenged with that, uh, that question, to take that question to the community. Uh, there was on plethora of questions that come because okay. everybody's coming to this uh, life experience from their background from their back from their history yeah and they're all different mm -hmm. and uh, so then our questions about faith are different that's right i think that'd be one way to do it uh if there's an area of uncertainty uh something about the bible i really try to know what the bible says Right, but a question about the Bible, yeah, shoot it in, and uh, maybe that's something you could ask a non-believer. So, who, what do you believe about the Bible? Right. I mean, is it a good book? Is it not a good book? Good. Um, those would be some things. Sure. Yeah, just send us some stuff. Give us some questions. You know, start uh, reaching out to those that are are not believers, don't know the love of God, don't have that life in their heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. And you can use this, you know, we need questions for this, these two guys that are in Westchester and, and, uh, here, let me, let's show you a tape of what they're doing. Right. And then you can show them what we're doing and if they don't like our answer, let them part of the conversation. Let us know what they think. Get us involved. Get them involved. We love being questions. Yeah. I enjoy questions. All right, great. Well, thanks, everyone. Can you pray us out? I can do that. Awesome. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
we thank you for the resurrection of your son Jesus Christ and the fact that he's alive and well and with us today. Lord, I pray for our audience that you would be with them as well. Heavenly Father, may the light of your love move in this dark earth in brand spanking new ways so others can see you too. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Stick around to see that video of my stepbrother, Brian Stout, there singing you go. Uh, The Holy City. So yeah. take care, everyone. Bye. Last night I lay asleep new 
saw the holy city beside the tideless sea. The light of God was on its streets, the gates were open wide.